0: Well, you know it must be Monday night, because I'm back, and it's Monday night, and I'm going to drink some beer, and we're going to talk. we got some catching up to do, kids. It's been a minute. But first of all, nothing changes. Here's Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. Indeed, that was, of course, Rob Curry and the Curry brothers, because as noted nothing changes. Hey, it's been a while, like I say. You know what's funny? I I couldn't even tell you the last time I recorded an episode. I think it was in November. I definitely didn't record one in December that I can remember anyway. And uh, well, I mean, I suppose I owe you a bit of an explanation. Well, look, Kevin's joined in. Hey, Kevin, how you going? I'm going to wave at you. Just got to. Oh, I'm out of practice, kids. I'm out of practice. Okay, so, hey, you know what? First of all, we'll talk about this in a minute, but uh, I need I need to wet my whistle. What do we got here? This is a truth serum by uh, Rorschach Brewing, local. To be honest with you, it was in the fridge. It's delicious. I already know what I'm getting into. Oh, kids at home. Oh, I just about poured beer on my crotch. That would have been embarrassing. That's for the kids at home, because I know you've been missing watching me pour beer into glasses. Look at that hazy boy. Woo-wee! And yes, that is a dirty old Goose Island glass. Okay. I'm back. Now, if you've been listening to this here uh, radio program uh, for some amount of time... You may well know that uh, I am a, a a delivery agent is actually the technical term for what I do working uh, for Canada Post, uh, formerly Her Majesty's Royal Mail, formerly His Majesty's Royal Mail. And you can kind of do that back and forth a couple of times, but that is not the sole reason why I disappeared for the month of December and possibly Part of November. Uh, It certainly is part of it. Uh, Obviously, December is our crazy time of year to quote uh, uh, Kramer (laughs) Um, because, uh, well, it turns out a lot of people send a lot of mail at Christmas time and uh, and and also parcels, a lot of parcels. Now, uh, I was not surprised by this at all. Uh, We always joke around at work that Canada Post is the only company that's constantly surprised by the existence of Christmas. I was not surprised. I am aware of the existence of Christmas. I know what it does to our business. I know what it does to me personally, both physically and emotionally, Uh, which I know sounds heavy, but honestly, it can be a bit much. So I just need to move this legal pad here. Um, That definitely factored into why I vanished. Uh, It's crazy busy when I get home in the evenings. Two nights of the week, I'm actually going to the gym with my son. Uh, and I basically come home from work, go to the gym, work out, come home, have dinner, help out with the dishes, walk the dog, smoke a joint, and basically go straight to bed. It's like. Doo, 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 doo. Now, that's not Monday. Monday, I don't work out with Ben. We do Tuesday and Thursday. Um, but uh, it's just, especially Mondays are often the busiest day. Anyway. It's part of the reason. Um, But to be honest with you, early on in my uh, unplanned hiatus, I found myself after deciding on a Monday night that, no, I don't feel like recording a podcast right now. Um, I was kind of thinking about a little bit like, why? Because the obvious answer. Oh, by the way, I haven't had a sip of this beer yet. What am I doing? Hmm. The obvious answer is, well, you're kind of tired from work. But this was early on, too, you know? It hadn't really gotten crazy yet. And I don't think I was just mentally setting myself up for craziness. And I I did realize that at least part of the problem, and uh, I don't want to sound dramatic, and I certainly am aware that I'm going to tell you this, I'm not looking for sympathy. (laughs) And by no means am I thinking that, like, somehow I'm the one suffering in this context, Uh, because, and you'll understand why in a second, clearly there are people suffering a lot more than me. Uh, But the reality uh, was uh, I was just kind of getting really dragged down and a bit depressed about the whole Gazan genocide, Um, which sucks. And I think part of the problem was I felt more or less powerless uh, to do anything about it, which is the case. There's very little... Uh, I can individually do um, to make any meaningful difference um, you know I can show solidarity I can speak about it I can use real words like the, what we're witnessing is a genocide uh, a very intentional very well planned out genocide um, But uh, but that's it and that's Not going to make much of a difference to the lives of the people uh, who still have them, uh, noting that, of course, you know, upwards of 30,000 people have now been murdered. Uh, So I was just in a really bad headspace and I was still doing some stuff that I love. Um, but certain things just, I did not have the mental bandwidth for, and I'm sorry to report and no offense to any of you. Um, this podcast was one of those things that just not intentionally, like I didn't consciously decide I'm going to step back for a little while and give myself time. Uh, what actually happened was I would just literally come into this room and look at my computer and be like, no, not tonight. I couldn't have even told you why until I spent some time reflecting on it. But uh, that's what was happening. Now, here I am. I'm back. Uh, Is the genocide over? Nope. No, Israel's still genociding the crap out of Gaza as we speak and as you listen. Uh, And while I say that, I don't know when you're listening to this. Man, I hope they've stopped. Whenever you're You could be listening to this tomorrow morning. Man, I hope they've stopped. But uh, at the moment, as I'm recording, they, they... they haven't. They're still, you know, doing crazy things like bombing, you know, refugee camps and uh, places where they've specifically told Palestinians to go and be safe. And then the Palestinians go there to be safe and then they bomb them there. Yeah. Genocide. That's that's what we call this. Anyway, Uh is that over? No, it's not over. Um I certainly wasn't using my absence as some form of protest. I just... I couldn't deal, and I just needed to unplug, and I did, at least from this. But now here I am back. Is this a New Year's resolution? Well, no, because I could have done this last week, but I didn't. Uh, I just felt like doing it today, and I'll probably feel like doing it next week, and we'll carry on like that. The one benefit of being a podcast which has, let's be honest, a fairly small listener base and absolutely no commitment to marketing or advertisers whatsoever is... You know, I can I can do this when I feel like I can not do it if I don't I'm sure some of you were like Hey, where'd Crisco, go? But other than that There's pretty minimal uh, Negative impacts on anyone uh, But uh, that's where I've been And uh, I, I suppose It's fair to say apologies Especially that I didn't really communicate about why And where I was at But that's where I was at And this is where I am now And here I am, I'm back And uh, I'm going to have a sip of beer. Mm, that is a tasty, tasty beer. Other than sort of, um, you know, world-induced, uh, genocide-induced uh, depression, the rest of my December was pretty nice. It was busy, as noted at work, but uh, Christmas was lovely. I took off a rare treat for me. I took off the uh, day's between Christmas and New Year's we we got the Monday Tuesday off because those were holidays I took off the Wednesday Thursday Friday I had the whole week off that was glorious I think that helped uh, in in ways helped my mental health just to step away and just be able to spend time with my family and spend time in my own head uh, which was nice Uh, what else happened Um, I bought a 1996 uh, Kona Koa mountain bike on Facebook Marketplace very excited about that I've been rebuilding it 90s vintage mountain bikes are so hot right now with the hipsters, and I'm nothing if I'm not a hipster. And that was a bike, maybe not specifically the Koa, but in 1996, when I was 16 years old, a Kona mountain bike would have... Oh, I there are, you know, there are a lot of things that I would have done to get that bike, uh, many of which would probably be illegal. Uh, I didn't, but... uh, I, I lusted after those mountain bikes and now I own one it's great I also bought a canoe that's pretty cool I took it for a paddle because we we're up at the cottage and uh there was minimal ice and so I bought it and I took it for a paddle it was great love it gonna go for a lot of early morning paddles once the weather warms up down here other than that it's been pretty chill lovely holiday season I hope yours was nice too I know I normally do a Christmas set but again didn't have it in me this year, and for that I apologize. But I hope you had a beery, tasty, wonderful, loving uh, holiday season with all the people you like most, and hopefully as few of the ones you dislike as possible. I know this time of year it can be hard. Sometimes you have to hang out with the people you hate, but I ho- I, I hope it went well. Um, let me have a sip of beer. What I'm gonna do? This one's gonna be a bit of a short one, although we're already at ten minutes, so hmm, this one might not be short. I might just be saying that. gonna have a sip of beer. I'm gonna give you a little foreshadowing, and uh, then we're gonna talk about this here beer. And then I'm gonna cut out. Now, the other day, I think it was Saturday. I was uh, running an errand in the morning. I was on my own. I was just driving. It was quiet. It was great and I was thinking about that I was going to be recording this and I thought you know what I need I need I need uh, I need structure I need a framework and I, I had some good ideas um, I almost hesitate to tell you what they are just in case people are like that sounds great I want to give you a spoiler alert I can't work with structure uh, this evening thinking about sitting down here one of the things that was weighing the most on me was like oh if I say that out loud and I commit to that, uh, that could be the final nail in this coffin. Uh, I do need this to be comfortable and flexible, and if I don't feel like doing that thing that time and if I don't get my act together and don't make that thing happen, I don't want to feel like I'm letting anyone down. My original plan had been to uh, sort of theme for Mondays a month with a wild card five by the way the fifth was always going to be the wild card you wouldn't know what's happening but the other ideas i had i was going to do like a standard like just like like what i always do drink a beer talk about it talk about food talk about some current events or whatever and get the hell out i was thinking uh i'm a bit of an old timer in the uh, craft beer scene these days and uh While to me, a lot of what I've done is kind of banal, uh, it turns out I actually apparently have a lot of very interesting, uh, engaging stories. And I know this because I end up telling them at like bars and stuff and people seem really interested. So uh, I was thinking, what if we had craft beer story hour? Don't worry, it wouldn't be an hour. But if one of the Mondays a month, I would just crack a beer, maybe briefly tell you about the beer, but then tell you a fun craft beer story. Story. I thought that would be nice. Mm. And uh, and then I was going to have one of them would be an interview. I'd have a guest. Let me tell you, that's the one that stresses me out the most, because to have a guest, you have to coordinate having a guest. And I know that that probably doesn't sound like that big a deal. And I also know compared to like coordinating a lot of much more complicated things, it really isn't a big deal. But it's a bigger deal than I felt like tonight. I thought, man, if I had to have a guest tonight, there'd be a zero percent chance of that happening. So there will be some guests, but I'm not making any promises about it's the third Monday of the month. There's going to be a guest. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't commit to that. It's it's too much. Um, And then uh, and then and then there was another one. And I've, I've even forgotten it. Like, I didn't write this stuff down. I was driving. What do you expect? Anyway, the point is, I think I've got some good ideas and I think that some of that stuff is going to show up uh, from week to week, but I don't think I want to structure it. I also think that that gives me a pressure release valve whereby I can be like, all I have the mental energy for uh, tonight is to sit down, open a beer, tell you the story about the time me and Mike Lackey totally took advantage of understaffing at Volo and had... Arguably, probably the nicest glass of Peche Mortel anyone's ever had. We call that a teaser in the industry, kids. Although if you follow my Instagram, you've already heard that story. Or read it, if we're being honest. Not read it like the site. You have read that story. Uh I've completely lost my train of thought. Anyway, that that's the thing. That was it, is a pressure release valve. So I can do any of those things anytime I want. And and I'm I'm happy with the concept that I can branch out. The good news or the bad news, depending on where you stand on whether or not this is good or bad news, is we're now then less than a month away from this once again becoming the Toronto Beer and Rugby podcast. Because, of course, regular listeners to this show must know and must be waiting with the same level of. Uh, ang- and not anxiety, excitement uh, that I have uh, for, of course, the Guinness Six Nations, which uh, kicks off at the beginning of February. Oh, is there a better sporting competition in the world? I guarantee you, whatever you just thought, you're wrong. This one's better, at least to me. I mean, you have your sporting contest. I'm sure the Pan Am Games 100-meter freestyle is a fantastic event, and... I can't say enough good things about it. I don't know. Six Nations kicks ass. Oh, I just noticed I'm unarmed, said so they missed me. Glad I'm back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you didn't catch the beginning of this, I explained where I went. Nothing serious. Hmm. Just not great up here. So, uh, I'm glad to be back and I'm glad that you're glad I'm back and I'm glad you're back. A lot of gladness up in here. Uh, what was I saying? I was saying that I'm going to have to be able to do any of that anytime I want. It's great. And rugby. We're going to talk about rugby because more people should be interested in rugby. And we lost the arrows this year. They're not going to be competing in the MLR, which is really, 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 really upsetting. Not least because I know some people in that program. Um, It's it's terrible. I can't even remember. I probably did say in a podcast their owner Bill Webb who is a member at my club Balmy and both of his sons play for Balmy Beach wonderful kids wonderful family Uh, Bill passed away and the reality of owning any professional sports team and especially like what I would call a minor professional sports team um, which is to say like any rugby club in North America you're not getting TV contract money and you're not getting you know your merch isn't doing anything it's it's basically you make a bit of money on the gate you make a bit of money from the league you make a bit of money from here and there and then they go okay uh we're short 3.6 million dollars and the owner goes cool i got that and writes you a check and and then and then you're fine um bill was that man Wildly passionate about rugby, uh, not just the broader game, but community rugby. He was he was super involved in turf, uh, the Toronto Inner City Rugby Foundation, um, a really kind, wonderful, generous man. Um, and the unfortunate reality is when he passed away, um, he he has I, I believe there was a trust of some sort or whatever set up. But the reality is they needed a new owner to come in who's willing to do that top up. Um, and uh, and there isn't one because you have to really, really, really care about rugby to be like, yeah, I'm happy to spend millions of dollars on this this exercise. Um, and there isn't one right now. So the arrows aren't technically gone, although all their players have been uh, reassigned to other teams because they have central contracting, uh, which is something North Americans will have no understanding of. But basically, you play for your team, but you're contracted to the league. So if your team disappears, the league will move you. To other places if you're willing you obviously have the option to say no i'd rather not um but if if you would like to continue to be involved in the in the sport uh, they will move you um and that has happened uh, for instance um again fellow balmy player uh team canada player and captain of the arrows and i think arrow number two or something uh lucas rumball i think is going to chicago so good for him uh but uh, when Bill passed away, that kind of put a kibosh on, on the arrows, which sucks. Uh, Wolfpack, still around, still not in any competitive league because there really isn't one for them. Um, they're trying hard. I just saw a social media post from them just before I sat down. Uh, again, friends who play for them, uh, which is, I mean, amazing, but also just it's like the worst possible time for these clubs. Um, so that that, that kind of hurts. But if more people were invested and more people were interested, um, it might not help those two clubs within their lifespan. But for the future clubs, for the future game, it'd be amazing. So I just, I don't care if Ben Johnson says I'm talking about Quidditch. Ben Johnson, you can suck an egg, man. We're going to talk about rugby. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, And this beer. I should talk about this beer. Especially because now we're at 20 minutes, so I was lying. It's not going to be a short episode. It happens. Sorry. Ah, sorry, you know what I need to do right now? I've been um, I've been reading this book about breathing a lot, and I've been reading a lot of, um, you know who Thich Nhat is? He's a Buddhist monk. Sometimes you just need to stop and center yourself. Just put yourself back in that present. Let's talk about this beer. This, as noted, is Truth Serum from... I was going to say my friends. I mean, I consider them friends. I don't know if they know who I am. Uh, but the very good people over at Rorschach Brewing Truth Serum. This is, I believe, their flagship IPA. And I say that because I believe my wife purchased this for me at the LCBO. You don't tend to put one-offs in the LCBO if you've got a SKU. Uh, double dry hopped IPA. Strong beer. And it is 6.5%. So it's strong. It's a nice IPA. Very hazy, as noted. I've been congested since mid-November because I've been sick with multiple different poxes and disease, but as noted, I just did take a cleansing breath and I can inhale through both nostrils. Actually, I'll give you a story once I've talked about this beer, because it's a funny one and it has to do exactly with that. My nose. Anyway, this beer, yeah, like just so tropical and juicy. I haven't done this in a while, by the way, guys. I might be a little out of practice. I get I get like mango off of that and some orange juice. Maybe a little evergreen. Don't really get much in the way of malts. Mm, there's something else tropical in there. It's not pineapple. It's something else, but anyway... Mmm. Mmm. It's got such a nice prickly carbonation. And it's got enough bitterness to it. It's not purely New World style, like the East Coast. It's not a West Coast by any standard. But it's got a nice bit of a pop to the old mouth. There's a lot more evergreen on the, on the palate, more orange and like grapefruit peel than juice, still a little mangoey. Such a good IPA. Such a good IPA. I really like this beer a lot. I also love it in a short can. I think it's exactly the right serving size for that beer. Just delightful. Anyway, you can get this a lot of places, as noted. I believe it's their flagship. But if you haven't been, go over to Rorschach. It's on Eastern uh, by Coxwell, right by my rugby field, as I always point out. Um, Really great spot. Great food. Really cool atmosphere. They do like comedy nights and stuff. It's really good. You should check out Rorschach. They're awesome. I really like them. I'm going to have a sip of beer and then I'm going to tell you about my nose. Mm. Okay, now, if you're watching one of the videos, I'm going to try and square up my face. Well, I can't do it to both cameras. Okay, so if you're watching Instagram, look at my nose. My face right now is 90 degrees to the camera. Okay, that's my nose. Uh, uh, YouTube, sorry, I gotta, I'm a little out of focus here, let me get in focus, okay. This is my face, 90 degrees to the camera. 90? 180? I'm flat to the camera is my point. Both of you watching this camera, whichever one you're watching, might notice that my nose kind of points to my right. I don't know if the cameras are reversing or not, but it's pointing to my right. It's pointing to my right because when I was a teenager, um, I like I've broken my nose so many times. But the first time it got absolutely plastered, like right over sideways on my face. I was bleeding like I'd been shot. It was bad. Like that was probably the worst I've ever broken my nose in the exact moment that it happened I kind of grabbed my nose in pain and I felt it kind of crack a little bit and I, oh I think I've kind of reset it and then more blood was pouring out I went to a school with a uniform I was covered in blood went to uh went to class and my teacher was like what are you doing here do you, do you need to go home I said no, no no I'm fine I'm fine it stopped I'm just I got some blood on me don't worry teenage boys are the worst by the way anyway I went home that night and my nose was like 45 degrees in the wrong direction well just not forward and i was lying in bed that night and i was trying to move it because it was really sore because i'd smashed the hell out of it and uh it kind of i managed to set it a little bit better but ever since then it's it's kind of pointed to one side now i've also been punched in the face multiple times broken it that way I've broken it a couple of times playing rugby. I broke it one time when a dog jumped up to greet me. That was a weird one because that was the very end broke, which I didn't even know you could do, but apparently you can. Caught me right in the tip of the nose. That sucked. The worst part about that is it was our anniversary, my my wife and I. We were, I think we were dropping the kids off for a sleepover. Anyway, we were at our friend's house and their dog jumped up and smashed me in the face and broke my nose. Happy anniversary, Chris. Um... I've broken my nose so many times, but from that very first really significant break, I had what's called a deviated septum, which is this piece in the middle of your nose was like off to one side. And what it meant was I really couldn't breathe through the right side of my nose, like almost at all in a completely perfect, not congested. I've just put Tiger bomb under my nose. Everything's open. Everything's wide. I would still be like Shit! trying to breathe through the right side of my nose left side worked great right side virtually not usable at all and it's been that way since i was like whatever 15 or something like that and part of what that meant is i've i tend to breathe through my mouth because if i breathe past tense if i breathed through my nose i would get lightheaded because i wasn't getting enough air like woozy whoo <clears throat> anywho um In like June or July of this summer I was playing in a rugby game And I was in a ruck or something I don't know if I got punched or elbowed But I got smashed in the face But they hit me from the other direction So from the right side And they got me real close to my cheekbone Like not the end of my nose But like right up on my septum basically And it got broken And it undeviated my septum so the end of my nose still tends to point to the right but the part up top here the important bony part it's clear again so that i can now do this hopefully you could only just hear the slightest breathing sound which is like a miracle i have I, i like i can't even explain it i had a doctor one time tell me Well, we could fix that for you, but it would require breaking your nose again to put the bone back where it's supposed to be. And it's not a lot of fun. And I was like, oh, I don't like the sound of that. Anyway, I had it done by some dude in a rugby game. And so now, well, I'm a little congested, as noted from my cold. I can breathe through both sides of my nose and I've been delighting in this. Like I'll be biking to work with my mouth closed very tightly, just breathing through my nose because I can It's amazing. If you always breathe through your nose, don't take for granted. Breathing through your mouth sucks. Your breath gets stale so much faster. Uh, It's apparently bad for your gums. I don't know. But uh, the point of the story is, I've really been enjoying breathing through my nose since this summer, and it's all thanks to rugby. This is also why you should care about rugby. The other thing worth mentioning, and I haven't done it yet because... Well, it's been the holidays. I haven't really wanted to piss off my family too much. But I own, like... (laughs) More than one didgeridoo. Let's not get into details here. But I've never been able to play them. Because to circular breathe, you need to be able to breathe through your nose. And I couldn't. But now I can. So my hope... I don't make resolutions. And I haven't even made this a goal. This isn't like I want to do this in 2024 or something. But if in 2024... I managed to learn how to circular breathe properly and play the didgeridoo. I think I'd feel pretty good about that. And if it happens, I will play the didgeridoo on this here podcast. That is my promise to you. I'll drink an Australian beer. I was going to say while I do it. That might be asking a lot. I'll drink an Australian beer before I do it and possibly after, but not during. That's too much. Anyway, that's the show for tonight. Glad to be back, guys. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, yeah, I'll almost certainly do this again next monday but just know um i remember when uh i remember my buddy tim died he, he committed suicide and we didn't know he was dead yet which was the worst part um he was just missing and uh probably the best advice um a mutual friend i i would consider her a friend too but i knew her because of tim um said to me she said uh we were talking about what we were doing and how we were dealing and stuff. And um, she said, uh, um, what was her wording? Not take care of yourself. She said, be gentle with yourself. That's what she said. She said, be gentle with yourself. And uh, in all things, in in ever, but especially around, like, how I'm feeling on any given day, I'm going to be gentle with myself. And if that means not showing up for you guys, I trust that you will not be offended. and uh, And if you are... <laughs> Sorry, dudes. It's not going to change anything. Um, There are a lot of other really good beer podcasts. Better ones, if I'm honest. But I do appreciate that you take the time to listen to this one. And I hope you had a really happy holidays and are having a great new year. Like I said, I'll probably be back next week. Be less heavy. Or not. Maybe I'll do a little rugby preview. We should be so lucky. Anyway, till then. Hey, guys. Whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever it is you're doing, be gentle with yourself. Thanks, Fiona. It's a message I carry to this day. Bye.